I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You're the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. Hope you like the new music. It's a bit upbeat for today's topic, but that's okay, uh, because we're going to talk about something that is very serious. Uh, and and I, I really, my goal in, in hitting this topic is awareness. I want you to be aware, if you're a Christian, of what some of our brothers and sisters in Christ are going through. And there's an organization that really does a great uh, job tracking and analyzing what's going on around the world. It's called Open Doors. They just released their world watch list just last week uh, of what's going on. I think number one, as far as countries go, won't surprise you. Uh, surprisingly, I was surprised to see that 82% of those killed for their faith are in one country, a separate country. So we'll go, we'll go through some of the lists just so you have that awareness. I've said it many times on this program, I think the, the most undervalued thing in the life of a Christian is prayer. And it's not that we say it's not valuable. I think sometimes we do it more out of sort of a, a wish and out of oftentimes obedience, which is great. Uh, we don't always see the, the end ramifications of it, so it makes, it makes it hard for us sometimes. But I am convinced I mean, when we get to heaven, God's not going to say, you know, you, you did okay, but you prayed too much. <laughs> you know, I think that it actually does far more than we can ever imagine. And so if if anything today, let's let's put some people on your prayer list uh, and, and as best we can by their location, by what they're going through. Uh, and so to help do that, I have someone who recently was promoted to a CEO of open doors in the United States here, a gentleman named Ryan Brown. He joins me. Uh, and if you're watching us live, we invite you to be a part of the conversation. Glad you're here. If you're watching in the replay, appreciate you too. Ryan, welcome to Life Today Live. Great to have you today. Randy, thank you so much. Appreciate the opportunity to, to join you here today. I really want to dive right into this. Um, explain the World Watch List because this is one of the most authoritative analyses of Christian persecution around the world. Uh, and then Let's kind of walk through some of the highlights. I hate that word in this context, but you know what I mean. Sure. Yeah. So th this is actually the 31st year uh, in which the Open Doors World Watch List has been in existence. Hmm. Um, and it really birthed out of just kind of an internal tool that we were utilizing to help identify, okay, well, well where should our ministry be looking to focus? Where is that persecution the greatest? Where is it most extreme? And you know, were there, there areas that we were uh, needing to, to serve with greater intentionality? And as we began to, to, to utilize this research, we began to realize that there were, there were a lot of other folks, a lot of other ministries and even governments that found this type of research very useful. And I think that the, the specific thing that has made the Open Doors World Watch list unique is that you know, we're, we're a 70 year old ministry uh, nearly, and um, there are on the ground networks of, of staff and partnerships uh, that spread throughout these countries. And so we're able to get firsthand information and data uh, that, that contributes to this report. And as you said, it, it highlights that the 50 countries around the globe where, where Christians are most persecuted because of their faith, because of their decision to, to follow Jesus Christ. So 
number one on that list? I'm not surprised, but give us an idea of what's going on there. Yeah. So number one on the, the list, and this is a position that it has held for the better part of 20 years Jeez. on the top of the list. I think in that time, it was one year that uh, another country had, had temporarily bumped it to number two. But um, it is at number one again this year, and that is North Korea. Um, this is an area where, again, probably no surprise to, to many, uh, but Christians suffer extreme persecution for their faith. This is a country where uh, just for possessing a Bible, just for having a, a copy of the written world, word of God, uh, an individual can face life in prison in you know, a work camp. Um, not just them, but actually their entire family. Um, and so this, you know, Christianity is seen as an enemy of the state, if you will. Mm -hmm. And therefore, um, they go to great lengths to try to stamp it out. So, and, you know, you made, you referenced something that, that I think a lot of people don't understand is, is that in some of these areas, it's not just the person who comes to Christ who risks their livelihood or their freedom or their lives. You risk the lives of your whole family in some of these places. You absolutely do. I, I met a, a gentleman um, not long ago, just uh, within the last couple of months, and um, he and his his family have had to, to flee the, the the country of their birth, and, and they're they're doing incredible work with refugees and in in the area in which they've landed. But um, they, you know, in essence, the his his government, the place of his birth, uh, the, the the religious leaders there. Um, have you know issued a, a proclamation calling for his death. They've done this four times, uh, calling for his beheadment as well as for the death of his wife and his infant son. Yeah, and and that's I, I don't even know how, how to even deal with that. I mean that that requires uh, a level of spiritual maturity and discernment that I, I think most of us can't even fathom. And I'm glad for that that we don't have to deal with that, but. Yeah, it's, it's a serious situation. You're so, absolutely right, though. You you started the, the you know the, the top of this broadcast saying that this is a prayer issue, mm -hmm. and you know this, th that's exactly what this is. First and foremost, this is a spiritual issue. This is an issue that, that that calls us to pray. Yeah, yeah, and and we we should for those that that are in those horrible situations. In the case of like North Korea, uh, and and somewhat in some uh, Muslim countries, but especially North Korea. I mean, it's such a close side. Everybody there is persecuted to a degree you know um by the it's just it's just the word it's, we, i don't think we understand how how it is in in that country um but how do you get in there how, how what do you do as, as christians you can't go set up a christian tv station what do you what do you do yeah, you're, it's a great question because there are, you know, even restrictions as far as, you know, from our, our government, as far as what we can do um, in country there. And so, you know, one of the things that we've been able to, to do to, to great effect is actually it is a radio ministry. Um, it's a radio, you know, uh, broadcasting um, across the border um, and into North Korea and providing you know, biblical training, discipleship materials. Um, and you know, just encouragement and edification to, to the believers there. One of the things in you know a situation like that where the persecution is so extreme is it, it is isolating. Um, you know, individuals, you know, in, in certain cases, you know, they, they could have family members that they're not even aware are Christians uh, because you know they, they've had to keep that mm -hmm. that information quiet. And so 
you know, in the midst of that isolation, to be able to to receive these these messages of encouragement from from outside the country can be, you know, an incredible blessing. I think, you know, I was just so humbled to hear that, you know, the, those believers in, in North Korea, one of the things that they had asked for on this radio ministry was was actually, um, you know, information from the World Watch List. They wanted to be able to lift up brothers and sisters around the globe who are being persecuted for their faith, mm. um, you know, despite the fact that they're number one on the list. And so, um, you know, the, the, the church there in North Korea, you know, continuing uh, to be vibrant, continuing to, to look to be the hands and feet of Christ in the very context in which they're being persecuted. Yeah, that's wild. Uh, and yeah, oh, yeah. So put them on your list. Another country that uh, has actually been in the news a lot uh, over the last year, last few years, uh, where the most percentage of those who were killed for their faith uh, is Nigeria. And yeah. that has become a real hotbed of, of violence, and I mean brutality, that is is shocking at times, and Christians have been at the receiving end of that. Uh, explain a little bit of what's going on there. Yeah, no, that you're absolutely right. In many ways, what is happening in Nigeria, while it's number six on the list, um, it, it can really be seen as... Um, kind of the, the epicenter of what's happening in, in so much of sub-Saharan Africa. And and in that context, there are really a, a couple of different things that, that come together that that almost really make it a perfect storm, if you will, uh, for, for those experiencing persecution. One of those would, would certainly be just that that religious extremism, that the, the Islamic extremism, yeah. um, and, and folks looking to, uh, you know, personally uh, attack um Christ and personally attack you know his 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 church the bride of Christ um, in in those contexts. Another is that the um, you know in these fragile state um, uh, situations you know where where the government um, you know perhaps does not have a, a strong um, hold and, and and doesn't create a great stability you know for those actors that are, are looking to to instigate and looking to to create. Um, you know, turmoil in, in those contexts, Christians can be an easy target. Yeah. Um, you know, Christians are kind of last in line, if you will, as it relates to the protections of, of limited government resources and, and those types of things. And so often folks are able, if they're looking just to, you know, create instability, you know, Christians can become an easy target. Um, you can, you know, whether it be an actual martyrdom or whether it be a, um, you know, a, destroying of a business or a school or those types of things, Christians become easy targets on there because they can often uh, act against Christians with impunity. Um, very little fear of reprisal. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, we've, we've seen that in the work that Life Outreach does. Uh, it's part of the reason we moved into South Sudan, because when it was just yeah. Sudan, you know, the, the, the radical Muslims in the North were targeting the, the Christians in the South and until they broke away, they had, basically no governmental protection uh and and the chaos there is still it's still rough but it's not as bad as it was a few years ago yeah. when when we talk about the threat of you know uh, is islam islamicism is that the right term extreme you know muslim ideology um what are we what are we seeing uh it's easy for us to put all of islam in, into one category as trying to kill christians really not an accurate portrayal of it. Um, you know, it, Muslims tend to kill Muslims more than anything else when you talk about the, the, 
the Sunni and Shia divide. But uh, there is, we are some of their favorite targets. What are you seeing and where are you seeing Muslims coming after Christians uh, outside of Nigeria? Yeah, I think that um, you, know, you made a really good point and one that I, I, I want to, to just stay on for, for a moment that um, this really is extremist populations that um, it is not that that all Muslims are right. Right. Uh, you know perpetuating this violence upon others. Um, you know, I think many Muslims would would understand that even you know it violates the tenets of of their own faith to 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 do so. So it really is these these extremist groups um, that really choose to. Um, act out and and to, to perpetuate this this type of violence and so um you know in those contexts again so many of these countries you take a look at the, the top 10 list i mean certainly somalia um you know is a is a country where that um you know anti-conversion laws and those types yeah. of things can be used and weaponized um to to target christians mm -hmm. um for those not familiar with those those anti-conversion laws it, it's it's you know in many cases it's when the the faith is seen as kind of an inherent part of the the government and the state and, and therefore folks that leave that that faith are, are seen as um you know acting out against the state and yeah. so um christians can often be singled out and targeted in those types of things and um, you know, sometimes that is by the actual state and by the actual government. Other times it's by family um, who are looking to, to act out for and, you know, persecute those within their own family who have left the, the faith. It was just uh, uh, hearing the, the, the testimony of an individual um, just earlier today that, you know, as, as he came to Christ, you know, his family held a, a funeral service saying that okay you know he is he's dead to us he's, he's no longer part of our family no longer part of um um you know who we are as a people and wow. you know he is now dead to us yeah uh, yeah I, I can't imagine in your list of countries we you know i think we think of it's funny if, if you don't know you think oh you know, iran i mean it, it must be a huge christian church lots of great things going on in Iran uh, with the church, but yet there is the, you know, the mullahs in control. Uh, I, I'm guessing Turkey's moved up your list uh, because I know, uh, you know, what Erdogan's doing there is, is really bad. What are you seeing in sort of the Middle East region when it comes to Christianity? Obviously you got the situation between Israel and, and, you know, the Iranian backed Hamas and Hezbollah uh, and the Houthis. I mean, there's a lot of chaos over there. Uh, what's it look like for Christians in that region? Yeah, um, you know, in these cases where again there there is instability, um, you know, again, Christians do become easy targets, mm -hmm. and so there can be, you know, in many cases, Christians can be. It sounds odd to say, but collateral damage to you know instability in yeah. in some of these areas yeah. that that is uh, already present, and so. Um, yeah, definitely, um, you know, a need and an opportunity to continue to lift up our brothers and sisters and prayer in those areas. Yeah, yeah, we, we saw that in Syria quite a bit, actually. All right, I want to show you something. Yeah. This is the website. It is opendoorsus.org, uh, and there are things you can do if you want to actually help 
people in, in some of these places where Christians are being persecuted. Uh, obviously, they've got uh, the World Watch list available if you want to go. If you have a particular interest in a particular country, you can see sort of where it ranks. Uh, a, a valuable resource, uh, I think, just for education, awareness, and most of all, a prayer list. Um, and and you know, we could we could go through country after country. Uh, the bottom line is, we have you know those of us the, those who are part of the church, uh, the body of Christ, who are out there who need us. Uh, number one in prayer. But you know, I I I believe in prayer a hundred percent. But I also believe in acting. Uh, I, I think we pray and we we act. Uh, you know, that's where I think the faith without the works is is basically you know is dead. Um, because we, we need to back up what we say. And one way we do it, uh, many people have helped, uh, you know, through the outreaches of life, but Open Doors is another place that, that I think uh, we're on the same team. We're all working in the same direction. If you feel God calling you to support Open Doors, I think they're worth uh, your your time, your resources, uh, your support 100%. They're helping people on the ground in the worst areas uh, in the world. And um, I just, we, we need to do something. We, we tend to be a little myopic here in the United States. Uh, and and I, I get it. I mean, we, we're blessed. Uh, and a lot of it's because we have, you know, our country was built on these, this foundation. And the, the principles work, people, you know, godly principles, uh, godly leadership, it leads to greater prosperity if anything because you get rid of the, the instability and the, and the chaos you know just stability itself is a blessing but it's yeah I'm, I'm on the list of of someone ryan who is um one of these doomsday prophets you know uh, waiting for everything to get worse so that jesus can come back and i'm like you know <laughs> I just, uh, well we'll get down the theological road but we are seeing some things here in the united states quite a bit up in Canada, uh, that you go, whoa, is, is persecution around the corner? It, it's at least, you know, hostility, harassment. Uh, some people have lost their livelihood simply for praying off with women outside of an abortion clinic. And so, you, again, these are these are small. They're, they're not widespread, but they seem to be growing. What do you, what do you think when you look around our own country and our neighbors to the north? Yeah, no, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to, to find somebody who would not increasingly agree that we are living in an increasingly post-Christian culture mm-hmm. uh, in, in the U.S. and in Canada. Um, and, you know, in all transparency, I believe that's one of the, the beautiful things that we have to learn from our, our brothers and sisters around the globe who have experienced persecution because of their faith that, you know, for so many of us, you know, it has been easy. Christ has called us to make disciples, to go out into all the world and make disciples. But for many of us in in, in our our comforts, um, we have found ourselves at times being discipled by our culture around us. Um, We've found ourselves in a situation where we've been discipled by a culture of consumerism and, and those types of things. Um, and because of that, many of us approach church, approach the scriptures as consumers rather than as disciples. But, you know, around the world, we see men and women that, you know, every day are living out their faith at great cost. You know, Christ talked about a pearl of great price, you know, knowing a, a cost. And there are so many of our brothers and sisters around the globe 
that know the cost of that pearl. They, they know the cost of, of, you know, pursuit of the kingdom of God. And, and they've chosen uh, in the midst of that cost to utilize their faith to determine how they will engage their culture rather than using their culture to determine how they will engage their faith. So mm -hmm. for us here in, in the U.S., you know, you're absolutely right. Yes, persecution, um, you know, can't I mean Christ said that the church will be persecuted. Um, and, you know, for all of those instances we see, again, I, th I think it can, can drive us to an awareness to what our brothers and sisters, you know, have to to offer us as, as we come to the table collectively. And again, that's that's to the glory of Christ that, you know, he's given them in the, the power of their testimony, a beautiful example and a beautiful story that they have to share with us. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, last question for you. And I appreciate your time today. What, what do you want the viewer to do uh, when, when they think about those who are persecuted and, and as well as uh, Open Doors as a ministry? What, what, what do you ask of people? Yeah, I think the, the first and foremost in, is, is pray. Um, again, you know, one of the things that we hear over and over from you know, our brothers and sisters around the globe is, again, that, that persecution can be so isolating. And it is such an encouragement for them to know that there are that they haven't been forgotten and that there are people lifting them up in prayer. That That's what they ask for first and foremost every time. Yeah. Uh, you know, beyond that, you were talking earlier about that that whole idea as far as, you know, kind of faith and, and works and that, you know, prayer is a tool that aligns us to the heart of our Father. And we have a Father that acts. You know, we have a Father that wasn't content to sit back and watch in the distance as we stumbled, you know, in the darkness to our own destruction. But He became Emmanuel, a God that is with us, that walks with us and laid down His very life, um, you know, on our behalf. And, you know, He's a God that takes action. Um, and so... I have no doubt that as we align our hearts to the hearts of the to the heart of our Father as it relates to persecution, that He will call us to act, and that will be through increased prayer. That will be through advocacy. That will be through giving mm -hmm. uh, and utilizing of our resources. But I think all of those things, first and foremost, start with you know being rooted in prayer and being on our face before the Father. Yeah, I, I think you've got the order right. We also got a God who has a real habit. <laughs> you look through all the Scripture of of working through people and going. Yep. I, I want to do something, and I want a person to carry it out. And and I mean, I can I can guess this. I can give you some good you know scriptural reasons as to why. But it, in the end, it, it it comes down to a lot of sovereignty. God wants to use people to reach people, uh, and and a lot of times I, he's just like, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm going to do it. Do you want to be a part of it? And I think that's the beauty of what we we're called to do is we can be a part of spreading his kingdom and it means that prayer and it means the action so absolutely yeah so, so amazing we have a god that is able to bend the very laws of the universe that he created he's got all of the power and the resources at his disposal but yet he chooses to work through us how yeah. how amazing and humbling yep. is that yep I wanna, my dad's got a lot of good quotes one of my favorite ones is god uses imperfect people to accomplish his perfect will and i think that's Amen. accomplished when we pray and when we act and on behalf of those who are suffering around the world that's that's a, that's a good way to go that's foundation Absolutely. appreciate you Absolutely. ryan is there anything you want to add before i let you go i i think that's that's it um you know opendoorsus.org and, and check out those prayer resources and download the list 
um, on the list itself, you'll see, you know, for each country, not just data and information, but as well specific prayer points for each and every country on that list. So, uh, and I and I love that. I appreciate you providing that because if you go, okay, what, what I, yeah, they got prayer points for you to to help guide you, uh, and a fabulous resource, and you you won't be wasting a second of your time spending it in prayer for those around the world who covet your prayers, uh, and, and yes, need them. Um, but it, as, as Ryan said, it aligns us with God's heart. And I think a lot of times prayer is the first step, uh, and then God will show you the next step when you, when you do that. So again, thank you, Ryan. I appreciate your time today. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you guys out there watching. This is, uh, this is, this is the doing it part, right? We do a lot of talking here on on this program, this is the doing it. So I encourage you to go out to do it. Opendoorsus.org. Hit that share button if you haven't liked, followed, or subscribed. We'd ask that you do that. You'll get notification of more interviews like this. And come back. We've got more for you here next time on Life Today Live.